Scully Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But first, tell me this, all you wide-awake flight patrol members. How's the weather in your part of the country? I know you're watching the weather very closely, as every young future flyer should. Because, as we said last time, that's what every good airplane pilot does. He watches the weather every day, studies the weather reports, listens to the weather forecasts on the radio so he'll always be ready for the weather ahead. Now, the month of March is just about half over, and spring will soon be here. The weather will be changing mighty fast now, and it's mighty important for cars as well as for airplanes to be prepared for the changing weather. It's been a long, hard winter for your family car. There are probably a lot of things that ought to be checked over, especially the lubrication. The motor oil probably needs changing. The gear lubricants ought to be checked. The battery should be tested, and lots of other things a person is apt to let go too long during cold weather. So listen, fellas and girls, as wide-awake young members of Captain Midnight's 1940 Flight Patrol, why don't you make yourself the family weather observer? And when you see the weather getting warmer and signs of spring here and there, just remember to remind Dad to stop at your Skelly service station for a spring checkup of the family car. Your Skelly man knows just the right weight of Skelly Tagoline or Uniflow motor oil you should have right now for your weather. He'll see that your car has the gears properly lubricated. Put plenty of pure distilled water in the battery and take care of all the other things that ought to be checked over on your car. But your Skelly man can't do anything for you unless you stop in and see him. So it's up to you to have Dad or Mother stop at your Skelly service station as soon as you see it's time to make the family car weather right for spring. Remember, when the weatherman says the word, it's time to see the skelly man. And now to Captain Midnight. An intensely exciting event is about to happen. Captain Midnight, Steve, and Patsy Donovan are flying at 10,000 feet over Ridgeville Airport at 12 o'clock at night. Captain Midnight has just called Ivan Shark by radio, and the criminal has answered demanding that Captain Midnight give his word of honor to leave Ivan Shark alone. But Captain Midnight tells Shark he'll not talk to him until he hears Chuck's voice. The criminal then orders Chuck to step up and say a few words to Captain Midnight. Listen as Captain Midnight says into the microphone. I don't hear Chuck's voice yet, Ivan Shark. Go ahead. Here he is, Captain Midnight. Go ahead, Ramsey. Ready, Patsy, catch every word he says now. Hello, Captain Midnight and everybody. It sure seems a long time since I have seen you, and the old home in Black Gulf. I'm feeling fine. This is on my word of honor. Do as Ivan Shark asks. Flying to any point, he says, as swiftly as an arrow. Ivan Shark is a snake, a cobra, but I guess you... That's enough, Ramsey. Remember what I said I would do if you do not obey me. Just as you say, Ivan Shark. Now then, Captain Midnight, you have heard Ramsey's voice. Are you satisfied? Go ahead. Yes, for the moment I am. But I must have time to think over your proposition. Go ahead. Come now, Captain Midnight. You are stalling for only one reason. I will give you just 24 hours until 12 o'clock this next night. Then I will call you for your answer. Needless to say, 
If your answer is no, you will never see Chuck Ramsey and Frank Crane again. Go ahead. I understand, Chuck. I will speak to you in 24 hours. Go ahead. Very good, Captain Midnight. Ivan Shark, signing off. All right, quick, Steve. Throttle that engine and head for the ground. Right you are. I got every word Chuck said, Captain Midnight. Oh, that's splendid, Patsy. I think I could repeat every word of it myself. And me, too. Gosh, Captain Midnight, it sure didn't sound as though Chuck was sending a secret message. He didn't take very long. Uh -huh, but that's where you're wrong, Patsy. I'm convinced there's a secret message included in what Chuck said. We'll analyze it as soon as we get on the ground. Well, the thing I'm worried about is that we only have 24 hours to do something. Why, even if Chuck did get a secret message through to us, what can we do in 24 hours? We can fly a long distance in 24 hours, Steve. Especially in this new spot of Captain Midnight. You bet we can, Patsy. But as far as I'm concerned, we're going to stay right here. Stay right here? But Jiminy Cricket's Captain Midnight. Well, maybe then it'll be too late to help Chuck. No, it won't, Patsy. Ivan Shark is clever, but he's slipping up a little. Now, after I talk to him tomorrow night, he's going to give me some more time. And if I can get enough time out of him, we'll have a good chance of rescuing Chuck and Frank Crane before the time limit's up. Say, Steve, is there a broadcasting station in Ridgeville? Oh, sure there is. The local newspaper owns one. Ah, good. I want to get a hold of a good radio actor or an announcer. Loop-a-loops. What in the world do you want with them? After breakfast in the morning, we're going to send a, spend a lot of time listening to voices. I want to find out who can duplicate my voice. Jiminy Crickets. I begin to get the idea. You're going to have someone else talk to Ivan Shark in your place. You guessed it, Steve. And if we can find someone who can duplicate my voice, I want you to arrange with Southwest Airlines for a pilot and plane to take this chap up. Their ships are equipped with radio transmitters as good or better than this one. Oh, that'll be a cinch. Gee, if we can only find someone who sounds like you, but I'll... I'll explain see... the whole thing to you both later. Right now, let's land this ship and get to a room where we can study Chuck's message and receive the telegram from the listening post. Right. Uh, feels all clear below, Steve. All right, stick our nose down and let's get on the ground. Okay, Captain. Here we go. Ivan Shark, a snake, a cobra. Now, that's the thing that made me sure Chuck sent us a secret message. Well, Chuck didn't have to use the word cobra. Ah. In fact, it seems to me he was taking a big chance by calling Ivan Shark a snake. Oh, he did it for a reason, Steve. And don't you see? The word cobra is the first half of the word cobra hofa. By George, it is. Say, what do you know about that? You bet. Now we're getting somewhere and in a hurry. Now, the word cobra hofa is one that is particularly well known to all of us. That's why Chuck used the first part of it. Now, that's the key word. Why, of course. That's exactly what Chuck means. But how can you make a message out of the word cobra hofa? Well, I, I don't know just yet. Now, let's analyze the message. Steve told me about that method of sending secret messages and letters. Yeah, you know, the one you told me about, Captain Midnight, where you use every fifth or eighth word. Yes, I told Chuck all about that one time, too. I was telling him about the various means used by spies to send secret messages and letters. Uh -huh. I was just looking at every fifth word. Yeah. You see, the first fifth word is everybody. Mm -hmm. And the second fifth word after that is long. And next comes the word seen. Hmm. Doesn't seem to get us anywhere, does it? I've been looking at the sixth, seventh, and eighth words. Now, they don't seem to get us anywhere either. Well, let's take the tenth word. Yeah? The first one is long, and the second is home. Then the third word is on. Well, they don't seem to make any sense either. Oh, uh, they don't, Patsy. But to continue, the next tenth word is flying, and the last one is arrow. Arrow. You know, I've been looking at that word arrow... I can't see any possible reason for Chuck's using such a word. That's right, Captain Midnight. And another thing. Huh? 
Listen to me as I read the fourth sentence. All right, go ahead. Do as Ivan Shark asks. Flying to any point he says as swiftly as an arrow. Mm -hmm. I never heard Chuck talk like that before. Why, it, it, it doesn't even sound like him. Jiminy Crickets. Maybe that's it. Maybe it wasn't even Chuck at all. No, no, that's where you're both wrong. It was Chuck. I'm positive of it. Yeah, but you're right about one thing, Patsy. That fourth sentence doesn't sound like Chuck at all. And if Ivan Shark knew Chuck as well as we do, his suspicions would be aroused immediately. You're getting to something, Captain Midnight. What is it? Now, if Chuck could have talked the way he usually talks, he would have finished that fourth sentence by telling me to go to the point Ivan Shark wanted me to as quick as I could. Not as swiftly as an arrow. You're absolutely right, Captain Midnight. But why did Chuck say it that way? For some reason, Chuck wanted to use the word arrow. And we've got to find out what that reason is. And wait a minute. He also mentioned Black Gulch. Black Gulch? Mm-hmm. Loop and loops. We know Ivan Shark flew northwest. You don't suppose he's in his old hideout in Black Gulch, do you, Captain? No, Midnight? no, no, I don't, Patsy, because our method of triangulation shows that he spoke from a point up in Canada. Oh, well, maybe it's the old home, not Black Gulch that's important. Uh-huh. I think you're getting closer now, Steve. Now, let's take those tent words again. Now, I'll read them off slowly and distinctly. Now, here they are. Long, home, on, flying, arrow. Long, home, on, flying, arrow. That's right. What? What? That sort of makes a little sense, doesn't it? Well, it would make sense if there was a place called a flying arrow. Wait a minute. Wait Gosh, a... Captain Midnight, what is it? Well, yeah, do you see something else? I see something that's vitally important. Just as plain and simple as the nose in your face. I guess that's why I didn't see it for such a long time. Loop and loop, Captain Midnight. What is it? Yeah, what is it? Come on, tell us. Now, wait a minute. Now, look. Now, take a good look at those five words. Now, look. Long, home, on, flying arrow. Don't you see? Well, I don't see anything more than we've already seen. Gosh, I've got it. The first letters. That's the stuff, Patsy. Don't you see, Steve? The first letters of those five words. Now, look. L-H-O-F-A. L-H-O-F-A. I still don't see it. Why, yes, yes, now I do. There are the last five letters of the words Cobra Hope. Right, right. Well, sure, Steve, that's it. Don't you see, Steve? Chuck called Ivan Shark a cobra, which is a word made up of the first five letters of Cobra Hope. Then, in the message, every tenth word gives us the last five letters of Cobra Hope. Right. Chuck is evidently trying to give us a message made up of words beginning with the letters that make Cobra Hope. That's exactly what he's doing, Patsy. And the last five words of that message are long, home, on, flying arrow. Why, George, we are getting somewhere now. But look, suppose you're right. How are we going to get to the first five letters of the message? Chuck will give them to us. But we may never hear from Chuck again. Oh, yes, we will, Patsy. I've got that all worked up. We'll hear from Chuck. Oh, wait a minute. Come in. It's the messenger boy from the telegraph office. There's a couple of telegrams for you, Captain Albright. They came in one right after the other. Oh, thanks very much, son. Oh, here. Here, take this. Thanks an awful lot, sir. Is there any reply? No, son, thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Gee, I could hardly wait. What does the first one say? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, here it is. Well, this telegram is from post number one out on the Pacific Coast. Greatest signal strength at 300... Wait a minute, 355 degrees. Well, what do you know about that? The point of transmission must be wet for the previous one. You're right, Steve. We'll see whether the message from the second listening post bears that out. I can hardly wait. Well, here's what it says. Greatest signal strength at 350 degrees. Well, that checks. Now, here's the map. I'll draw the first line right now. Well, go ahead. That makes the second position, the point where Ivan Shark broadcast this message, west of the straight north line. Mm -hmm. Yes, Patsy. There's a total difference of about ten degrees. The difference in the degrees from the second listening post won't be as great. No, it couldn't be. All right, I'll draw the line. Go ahead. Those lines intersect almost straight west from the first point. Yes, and a rough guess would make them about 250 miles apart. All right. But look at that country. Near the headwaters of the Peace River, and boy, what rough country that is. Yes, I know it, Steve. It's plenty rough. But what do you think, Captain Midnight? What do you think Chuck is? Right now, Patsy, if I were to make a guess, I would say that Ivan Shark is holding Chuck and Young Crane at a place somewhere between the intersection of those two lines. 
Ivan Shark evidently flew east to make his first broadcast. Now he's flown west to make the second. But great guns, Captain Midnight. Just think of a territory as great as that. And so wild, too. Yeah. Why, it would take months to find where Shark is keeping Chuck. Ordinarily, Steve, that'd be true. But you forget that Chuck has sent us one secret message. And if, if I'm right, we'll get another one tonight at 12 o'clock. Can Captain Midnight be right? Will they hear again from Chuck that night? And will the young pilot succeed in getting through another secret message? Don't miss finding out how Chuck succeeds in sending a complete secret message to Captain Midnight. Say, uh, just a minute now. Here's something I almost forgot to tell you. It's something that's awfully easy to forget, and that's just the trouble. How long has it been since you've checked the battery in your family car? Well, listen, that's mighty important, you know, so there's a way you can show Dad you're really wide awake. The next time you're out in the family car, just give Dad a reminder. Tell him you know that your friendly Skelly Man will be mighty happy to check your battery for you free of charge. He'll add some distilled water free, too. And if there's anything wrong with it, he can tell you mighty quick before it causes you serious trouble out on the road somewhere. So there's something worth remembering. The chances are it's been some time since your battery has been checked. So tell Dad to stop by your Skelly service station for a free battery inspection tonight. And don't forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Chuck has sent part of his secret message to Captain Midnight, but can he send the rest? What will Ivan Shark do next? Be sure to listen Friday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing!